so 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 welcome everyone to salt and light podcast <laughs> actually this podcast has been in existence for about a year plus but right before we initiated this recording god actually said that um, this podcast is for i am my very sweet esther and um, we have no choice but to comply <laughs> So welcome to this journey to God knows where, and I think God knows where is, uh, we can have our peace in that, you know. So my name is Alshakar, and um, I am your co-host. I am accompanied by the very lovely, go ahead and introduce yourself. My name is Esther Odia, and I sound like I have a flu, because I think I do, but yeah, but it's just <laughs> Yes, so Esther, tell me, what are we talking about Um, So we're talking about how we met. Yeah. How does one start that kind of um, conversation? Boy meets <laughs> girl, of... but we're not sitting under a mango tree. <laughs> <laughs> under the tree of life. <laughs> under the tree of Yeah, it's um, it was actually a very. I don't even know how to put it. You know, honestly, that time that we met, my head was not very correct. <laughs> yeah, I guess. And I kept asking God, I was like, "Are you sure? Are you really sure?" <laughs> you know. It was, in a, it was in a particular church group chat. I remember that time. So that was the season of my life when I just came out of, would I say, quote-unquote, darkness. And um, I just turned my back on a lot of um, terrible behavior. So I was in a kind of rehabilitative phase. And honestly, I'd been a caveman for about four months before I met you. So I'd already cut off from everything, cut off from everyone in a very aggressive and violent way, you know. God just uprooted me from the world I was in and just drowned me into his spirit. And yeah, coming out of all that, I was just overly saturated in everything spirit. I was no longer... Um, you know, you might. <laughs> you can say that because <laughs> I, I no longer knew how to relate to people anymore. I was just drunk at that time. And... Uh, so before I met you, God put me on a 21-day fast, you know. Mm. So I went on a 21-day fast. And um, I think that was when really, 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 during that fast was when things really started to take off again for me, you know. And I think the day after that fast, I was on that um, church group chat. And then I saw you posted a message on group, you know, and I saw your two words. like, hmm, this is interesting, you know. She spoke well. And um, about two hours later, God told me to message you. You know, and he said she's going to be a friend. I said, "Oh, are you sure? Because I don't want to go and uh, you know embarrass myself. <laughs> I don't know this girl from anywhere, but no problem." So I messaged her. I said, "Hi, how are you?" Um, God asked me to message you. How did I write that? I don't actually remember. I hear like. <laughs> that, um, I think he said, "Hello, my name is my name is El Shaka, but my friends call me Rookie." God said I should reach out to you. Um, I feel like um, God says I should reach out to you because there's so much that we can benefit from each other. Something like that. Yes. Oh wow! Wow, interesting. <laughs> yeah. It was reply? really long. That was the summary of the message. But it was really, it was quite long. I'm like, who is this for? I don't even know you. I said you message to me. <laughs> yeah. And the one I saw I that you didn't surprised. reply. I wasn't actually surprised. <laughs> I, I will say why. I mean, you're saying your own side of the story. Lord, fair enough. <laughs> so yeah, um, then you didn't reply me. And when you didn't reply me, I I knew that um, 
you are probably having one kind of uh, funny imaginations and saying, what does this boy? So I, I already hear it from where I was. And I message you. Hey, we're hearing your mind because that was never what I was thinking. But anyways, finish first. Uh, hey, no problem. No problem. So I now message you. I said, please, don't be annoyed. <laughs> if God has said to message you and he's still disturbing me, so now please. <laughs> I, I don't... I, I don't write things. I think I wrote that. Oh my God, I, he said, I, I, don't, I don't like being in places where I'm not wanted. <laughs> no, I, I did not say that. No, 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 no. I you said, said it. I, said some, like, I think I you said it like some days later. You're like, no, I don't I, like I, I probably said that. Did I say that? I know yes, the idea sir. behind what I said was... So I remember my exact words, but I remember the idea. The idea was, I don't like putting myself in this kind of position. So it's not... Mm fun for me to message you out of the blues like that so me doing this is because god is disturbing me so even me, even me messaging you again is because god is not giving me peace so that was the idea i don't remember the exact words but that was the idea you know because i was like because ah, god was still disturbing me saying message again say, god what's your problem please i don't know this lady now <laughs> so that i feel like i'm using church to come and uh, you know <laughs> so i was a bit embarrassed actually you know but um I, it's not the first time God has said something like that so I say you know what let me just do what he says you know yeah and then I wait it was not the first time God asked you to message a girl it's not the first time God has sent me to someone I don't know okay so and at that time I didn't think I didn't think of I just thought God was introducing me to a friend to study yeah. with to pray with at that time I didn't I, let me be honest with you at that time I really believed that I was never going to get married in my life or anything yeah. like that Yes, I believe that I was going to be celibate for life. <laughs> yeah. That was the mindset I had because, because, and I guess it's as a result of where I came from mm-hmm. and the amount of quote unquote promiscuity that I believe that that is bad enough for a lifetime. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> so I just shut my mind out of that completely. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah. You know, but uh, his ways are not our ways. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So yeah, that's how I found you. So how did you find me? I didn't find you. <laughs> uh. <laughs> nope, I did not find you. Anyways, leading to the time I met you, um, I mean, I told you like I was already also going through like this roller coaster in my life. It, it just kind of felt like I was also coming back you know to god um after being away which is so weird like the similarities in our stories is the weirdest thing i had gone a while for like three years right mm. prior to the time i met you you know it was i was still navigating a lot of things um shut down my businesses um so yeah i was experiencing all these things like you know this and i, I think at that same time i already said i wasn't going to get married you know that i wanted to stay celibate in fact i told everybody that i was going to be celibate um i'm going to be like paul <laughs> i'm going to be like paul you know, you don't have to get married you just have to focus on jesus at that point i think i was also trying to make up for the times that i misgave you <laughs> know i was like i'm, I'm giant enough for <laughs> for a lifetime so i'm just like in this space where i just want god and nothing else so this particular wednesday i went for a meeting and then in the meeting like sorry at the end of the meeting um a guy gave a word and the word was god is going to send one with whom you will chase your ten thousand weeks so when he gave that word, I actually had a restrain 
because I was just like, I this is not for me because I already told God that I'm going to be celibate. Like, so you can't be forcing somebody or something on me that I don't want. So um, I left the meeting um, on my way home. My friend and I, we decided to stop, you know, for lunch. So while we we're having lunch, she was going on and on about marriage. And I was just like, you know, what? I don't think marriage is for everybody. I don't think that, you know, everybody has to get married. There are some people that should be celibate. And this was really me. I was really up for like celibacy, don't get married type of theology. And she was telling me that but God has given you a word. I was like, yeah, God gave me a word, but... I don't want the word. Is it by force? Like, you know. So um, we had lunch, got into the car. Right before we we got to the front of my house, the Lord came to me and he said, "Esther, I appreciate your thoughts, <laughs> but you don't want to get married because you're afraid that nobody's going to love you unconditionally." And that was the first time that I came face to face with that reality because I just felt like, you know what? God is the only one that loves me. Like if anybody sees me or if anybody meets me or, and finds out how messy my life was, I don't think anybody's going to accept me. It was just really messed up, you know, the way my mind was working at the time. And so when he came and he pointed that to me, I found it very shocking. Um, I didn't see that coming. That same week, I went to see my friend. So I'm in our office and, you know, trying to make sense out of everything that was happening to me. Like, and this is where it just gets creepy. So I was sitting down, I'm watching something on YouTube and an angel walks into the office, walks towards me. And he said, I want you to write a list of what you want in your life partner. That was like the weirdest thing. It was something that I never believed in. I never actually believed in it. Um, so I looked at my friend and I said, Do you have you ever heard of writing a list of what you want in a life partner? She was like, Oh yeah, I have. I was like, Do you believe in it? She said, Um, I mean it depends. I believe in it. I don't think it's a bad thing. I get on a group chat and I was like, is I really like to know, does anybody here believe in writing lists of what you want in a life partner? And everybody said, you know, people had different opinions. Rick and me, I'm not even joking with you. I got to church that day. It was a Thursday. It just kind of felt like the moment God said, I want you to get married. He just starts the process like immediately, right? So he comes and he says, make a list. Just a day after you tell me this thing. It says make a list. Yeah. I make a list and I'm going to read what I wrote in this list. I, well, as soon as he told me, I wrote the list. I was unsure. I was shaking. I was scared. It was something I'd never done before. I'd never, in fact, it just kind of felt like God was pulling me out of my comfort zone. I was really scared. You know, I wrote this thing and I was not sure. I got to church. A lady came, a, a Mrs. Issa, and she was talking about spiritual death. And guess what she says randomly? She just threw it there and she was like, oh, before I got married, you know, the Lord came to me and the Lord asked me to make a list of what I wanted in a life partner. Come on. Like, how do you want to tell me that that was coincidental? Just when I had the question and I was doubting that this was God telling me this. Even though I saw you know, that it was clearly God and there were so many things around it. I was just like, this is just ridiculous. Anyways, I just wrote my list. I kept it there. You know, I got back home that night and I was really shaking. I was like, oh my God, is this really happening? So the, that week, or I think the end of the week, the Lord now asked me to go into a 21 days fast. He just wanted me to wait, you know, and just, just seek his face um, regarding my life and everything. So the next week I started the fast. 
the week I started that fast, that's when you came on my radar. It I was, came on your radar. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Was, the way it happened was weird. I think, you know, because we're all in this group, like, and I'd seen you, in, I saw you a number of times with all the notorious B.I.G. posts you always drop in the group. And I was like, wow. one day, I saw the first one, I ignored it. I saw the second one, I ignored it. Then I saw the third one or so. And I was like, who is this? This admiral, that, this boy is wow. always putting up long things in the group. Like, look at me, you, you were such a nuisance. Perspective, wow. perspective. It wasn't a bad thing. It wasn't a bad thing. But, <laughs> you were such a nuisance. Oh my God. I was like, this boy, why is the, why do they always, people always argue with <laughs> Not always, but I mean, most times when you post, when you share things, like always ended up in an argument, one way or the other. So one day you shared something, and it was the first time I actually saw myself slowing down to pay mind to you, right? Um, I think it was the coin in the mouth of the fish. And we were talking about how Jesus did not need money because he was above that need. It did not mean that there were not situations where he did not require money, but because he was above it in that he was not attached to that need, right? Money was his slave. He was not a slave to money. Yes. Look at my brain. This was two years ago. You gotta give me some props. Anyways, so you were talking about that and I was just like, oh my God, who is this person? Like, because it really made sense, you know, and I was literally in that season where God was talking to me about money. You know, what you said just really, really, it was really enlightening. I was like, oh my God, this is quite interesting, like, that you say this. But I was going to send a message to you, right? But the Lord actually asked me not to. He was like, don't do that. And so I Mm. didn't. Um, and, and And I just let it be. But I realized that that period I was fasting was the first time I really slowed down to notice you. Um, so in that period, I wasn't thinking of you as this notorious person that was always causing chaos. You know, I just I, I started to pay mind to what you were reading and you were writing or what you would share. And I didn't know why. You know, I just knew oh this this person is quite interesting. And that was that was that was the end. But but I didn't see you in that light. You know, I never saw you. I never saw you in that light. I just found what you shared interesting. And it just to a, to a very large extent, you know, I would find company in what you shared um i was like oh this thing this person said is interesting so you would share and sometimes i would go back and study based on what you shared just because i wanted to be sure and i wanted to confirm you know what she was saying so towards the end of the fast on the last day actually um i remember being in a phone repairer's shop i wanted to fix my phone the lord came to me and he was talking to me about something i used to ask when i was a child which was where did God come from? Who created God? And I used to ask that question. It used to make me really depressed. Um, when I was really young, you know, like primary school, I used, to, I used, I found it interesting. I was like, how come people just talk about God? Like, but where did He come from? Like, I mean, at least start from somewhere. There has to be a beginning, right? So that day, God came to me and and He started talking to me about this thing. He started giving me answers, and it was like the fact that I tell you that you have a beginning, or the fact that you have a beginning, doesn't mean I have a beginning because in me is the beginning, and I am the beginning. And He was saying a lot of things around that, um, and a bunch of those things sounded, you know, scientific, which was new grounds for me. 
so around that period Sunesis had set up the group right and I never said anything in the group so this particular day God says what I shared with you I want you to share it in the group with these people and that was the last day of my fast so I was really nervous you know to I mean I, I didn't want to put it but it was very pressing so I shared it in the group and I, I went on my knees and I was praying and throughout the period of, of that fast you know I, I didn't really have conversations with God I just had encounters but you know to have conversations because I really wanted to have conversations with him I didn't I just had encounters and I had all these experiences so that last day it just kind of felt like the floodgates was open and God had so much to say so I'm sitting on the floor I'm having a conversation with God right after I shared this thing and like you said like some hours after I shared it you sent a message to me <laughs> it was so creepy and you know as soon as you sent your message do you know why I told God I just burst into laughter and I said I cannot believe this is the person you had me wait for all my life <laughs> Then why are you saying I didn't hear well now? You see, you've exposed yourself now. God has caught you. No, I didn't find you. Ah. You found me. I knew no, that you were there. That... I didn't stalk you like, oh my God, you've been on my radar and I don't know why. Please, can you say a prayer for me? Or I had a dream. No, I didn't do any no, of that. That's what I said. I said that like, when I messaged you and you didn't respond, it's because of I, I heard you saying this. You not said that I didn't hear well. Look at why you're open. No, yourself, you huh? said that you heard that I was thinking <laughs> you were using Christianity to cover up. No. I wasn't using Christianity. No, you said anything. that. Who is this boy? I said, who is this boy that is messaging me? That's what I said. I had to who is this boy? Who is this boy? Anyways, but I, I didn't say who is this boy. I said, I can't believe this is who you had me with for all my life. Okay, because I was thinking, what? <laughs> I was just like, I always wanted it quiet. A very, if I wanted to get married, I wanted it very quiet. Very, very, very quiet life. Um, I mean, I've painted this picture to you before. I always wanted a very quiet country life, you know, write a book, write books, be far from the urban area, be with someone that is, you know, just book, two quiet nerds, basically. Um, are, you quiet? <laughs> are, you, are you quiet, Esther? Please, I also wait, wait, I'm quiet. Of course, you know, I like are a you quiet, quiet life. <laughs> oh my God. Quiet of course. Let's talk about it. Oh, you know that I like a quiet life. Why are you joking? I really love a quiet life. But anyways. So I see I saw your message and that was the first thing that came out from my mouth. I don't even know where that came out from. I was like, I can't believe this is the person you had me wait for all my life. Um so I read the message. Do you know I read your message several times? I read the message, I kept reading, I read the message, I couldn't believe it. I read the message, I read the message, and you know, I would ask God like, should I respond? Should I not? And it would be like respond to him, which was what I also found interesting that you were the first person that God actually made a case for. Like, he never made a case for any of the guys that I met in the past. He was consistently making a case for you. So, like, respond to him. Oh, my God. I was like, I don't What am I going to say? What, what, what am I supposed to say right now? I don't know what to say. But anyways, I responded to you. I think I responded to you. And then you sent this other long message. And then you said talking to me about my family. Um, and they were basically private things um and to read that from somebody that i did not know um sometimes i would read those messages and i would cry um and I, I i was really moved by those things but i didn't respond because i was afraid you know and i, I wanted to be sure 
that this is where God God wanted me to be. But then I look back and I see how everything played out, you know, right before and then even up until the first time he sent a message to me and I was like, ah, this is quite interesting. That was how I I met you. That was, uh, yeah. yeah, it was um it honestly, it honestly was a very interesting time, you know. And I think at that time I was also very lonely, you know. I um when I look back at that time, one thing I feel or remember was um, just a profound loneliness. And um, at that time, I really did need a companion and I needed, um, because a lot was just going on, you know, and I was living with people who were, you know, like I said, God just uprooted me from kind of life um, spontaneously. So the people who were around me were still in that type of life. So even though this happened to me all of a sudden, for them, it was like, ah, what's wrong with this boy? <laughs> you know? So everyone around me was just on a different wavelength. There was just so much transpiring on the inside that I was just lonely. And I just I just needed someone to talk to. I just needed it, you know. And at that time I tried to reach out to a few people, you know. It just didn't work out. It just it just didn't work. And I was just um, I was frustrated, you know. But I remember that time it was that time that God I think that was the time when I was able to build a certain level of intimacy with him and a certain level of self-sufficiency. It was onto that point where I got to that place where God had really become sufficient and I was fine with his sufficiency. That I actually was, I got to the point where I was okay with only him. That's Mm. when he opened the door Mm. for you, you know, because Mm. had you come when I was in that point when I hadn't developed that self-sufficiency, I would have started to develop an unhealthy dependence on you which would have been very detrimental at that time you know so i think that's also one of those things in relationships you know as much as we have different relationships on the outside there's a level of sufficiency that one has to cultivate from within if not one won't truly know how to have relationships you know god told me something he said true independence is very dependent and true dependence is very independent if one doesn't know how to be independent of those in the environment, one will know how to be dependent on them. Their dependence will, come to, will lead to a kind of abuse of that relationship, you know. And it's something that I see happens a lot in different kinds of relationships, you know. And if one doesn't know how to be dependent on someone, they will know how to be independent of them. So it's like a paradox, you know. Mm. I know. It's something that yeah. I think God was teaching me at that time, you know. I, I really remember that particular time, you know, because of the amount of pain that I experienced when God was separating me from my previous weeks. I didn't want to feel that pain ever again. I, that that pain of separation from things I held there, it was it was beyond excruciating. And for that reason, I did not want to create any kind of attachment whatsoever with anyone again, out of fear mm. that if I do this, God will then make me separate. I was very afraid. I was um, I just didn't want to feel that pain again, you know, and um, I just didn't want to feel that pain again because it was it was a lot, you know. I in a very short time, you know, it just happened quick. Yeah. When God pulled me out, it was in June, and we you and I met in September. So like, a lot yeah. had happened over the space of four months. Something that a transition that would take people a year or two years, God condensed it into four months. It was something else, you know. So I just, my heart became cold in the sense that it was safer for me to be cold that way than for me to open it up and then God would separate me from this, you know. See, in my mindset at that time, I was just, man, my head was in the clouds. (laughs) 
you know. And I, ah, man. Yeah, I guess I just needed that relationship, you know. I, I needed it at that time, you know. And um, it took some time for me to see it, you know. It was just what, it was just what I needed because uh, as much as God was building something new, I think that point was one of my most broken ever. I had never been more broken in my life. I was just, I was terrified. I was, I was, I was just afraid because I had abandoned everything that I had quote unquote been building over the past years. And I've now reinstating a relationship with someone who I had forgotten about for so long. I didn't even know how to live a godly life anymore. I didn't know how to trust in God. I, I didn't know any of these things, any of these things anymore. And it was just so terrifying. And man, yeah, I was very broke. And uh, I guess at that time, the relationship brought that that healing that I needed at that time. I one thing I realized about healing, you know, healing doesn't come from outside in, but inside out, you know. And when God exposes us to different things in our environment, those things serve as a kind of magnet to extract that which is within you that will heal you. Because healing always comes from within. Also, destruction also comes from within, you know. Because when you're surrounded by the people who are not profitable for you, they start to bring out things inside of you out that corrupts you, you know. So you might say, oh, is this person that came into my life that ruined my life? But actually, it was you who ruined your life because they only yeah. brought out what was always there, but you didn't know. You know, just like mm. that scripture when Jesus Christ said, there's nothing that corrupts a person except that yeah. which comes out. Yeah. And uh, I think healing is just that way, you know. And I think your presence at that time, just being there, just being there, you know, even with all because I remember that time because two different mindsets coming together from nowhere the clashes were <laughs> blood of Jesus <laughs> it was you know. I, I mean it still is <laughs> yes. we're still yes. navigating we're still navigating it you know and, um, but even through all of that it was it was bringing out qualities that were very essential for our, well I say our spiritual growth yeah. you know because yeah. <sighs> words are feeling me right now I'm just um <laughs> I actually decided yeah. to recollect that time I'm slightly a bit overwhelmed yes because yes. right now I mean I'm, I'm right now in my my mindset is actually two years in the past so now I'm feeling all those emotions from that time it's presently yeah. pressing on me yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, um, it wasn't easy but it was very beautiful you know yeah, yeah that, that was just uh, scary too have you got off point like <laughs> It was scary, actually. Um, it was very scary. I mean, I, I feel like just the, from the first day that we spoke, you know, we were just not aware of the things that were going to unfold after that first day. I think it was also very um, interesting, the fact that we had never seen each other before or never, never even met, you know. I mean, I was in the comfort of my home. Um, <laughs> a couple of my house probably looking like a house self or a shriveled chicken um, <laughs> that stabbed me for 21 days you know um, yeah it was it was it was just interesting to know that we didn't know what was going to happen after the first day we said hi um, and it's, it's been a journey actually it's been a journey um, for, for us it's been a journey for me as well actually and I feel like that journey has been more about an acceleration of growth um, and not just growth but like you said healing for both of us because there were things that I never told anybody about um, and I just found it very uncomfortable how God found and God 
easily opened you know details about my life to you you get what i'm saying um anyways <laughs> i i think that um it's been interesting and i know thank you for it about this yeah. now you end up being sober <laughs> no, like, i'm so sober like I'm so sober. i thought this conversation would be high but i'm actually i'm i'm, I'm very very sober <laughs> yeah me too very very, very. So I think the next thing we're going to talk about is how did we become, how did we build friendship, or how we started courting, or how we. Moved. You are this your your, your lingo. <laughs> what do you say? What do you say? You're looking for the lingo, I mean. You are your lingo. Yeah, I'm looking for the lingo. Like I'm not. No, this is not me. Like I'm just like, what on earth is this? When but did yeah. you become my girlfriend? Ah. Oh, when did I? <laughs> saturated in our business today <laughs> <laughs> i hope you learned one or two <laughs> thank you so much for listening and god bless every single one of you i remain El Shatari, a very a very lovely co-host and beside me is esther odia you're a very lovely co-host <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, friends. Goodbye. All right. Bye.